And secondly, is that if you really care about somebody, if you really have compassion for somebody, if you really love someone, then you'll always be truthful with them. Now, how we give the truth needs to be seasoned in love. Good day, everybody. Dan Boone here. Let's talk about it tomorrow. We're going to be with you for the next 15 minutes or so talking about a subject I think is extremely critical for this day and time in which we live. And that's going to be something I think you'll find very interesting. Uh, let's talk about it tomorrow. We're available for you for your comments. If you have a pen and paper, please write this down. If you don't, get one right now. Real quick, go ahead and get it. Okay. Uh, you can email us at L-T-A-L-T at gmail.com, and that is on your screen right now, I do believe. So be sure and pick it up from there. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 405-492-7357. Almost said 49 or two like we did in the Marine Corps. Yeah, 7357, and leave us your comments, your thoughts, so we'll be glad to give you a call back if it needs a response. And uh, we'll, if it doesn't, we'll just take it and hear it and know that you uh, appreciate what's going on here one way or the other. And if you have a comment uh, you'd like to add that maybe is a little different than what we've said, hey, come on, let's talk about it tomorrow. Today we're going to be talking about the uh, some things having to do with the way the church is response to, I should say, the LBGTQ uh, movement. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ. How do we accept or how do we reject or how do we do this or that with people that believe uh, in homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, transgender, uh, cisgender, whatever you want to say in uh, in all the different possibilities there. How do we respond to people like that? I think there's a lot of talk in the wrong areas, a lot of action in the wrong areas about the church. I'm not talking about that community and what they're saying. I'm talking about what the church is saying and how the church interacts with them. Because it seems like to me that from what I hear people say, either the church is there going, we love you, we care about you, come here, and we accept you just like you are, and we'll, we'll uh, be glad to fellowship with you and whatever. And then the other side of it is, you're a dirty, rotten sinner going to hell. You, you just don't know what you're doing. And I believe both of those are unacceptable. I really do. You see, God wants us to reach all people with truth in love. Truth in love. And we need to put both of those together. God is love and God is truth. And He doesn't have, He doesn't make a decision. He doesn't have those qualities. He is those qualities, if you would. He is truth. He is love. He doesn't make a decision, well, I'm going to love Jane, or I'm going to love Bob, or I'm not going to love Pete, or I'm not going to love Mary. That's not what He does. He is love. He is truth. And that's the way that He wants us to respond to people, too. We need to be able to give people the truth about a situation, and we need to do it in love. So first of all, what do we do? I believe the church has no other decision other than to accept each person from the LGBTQ movement or community as created in the image of God and respect them as a human being, just like you uh, 
respect anyone else. Uh, that, that's, that's the way it is. I don't know how anybody else can read the Bible or be a Christian or really be a person without going along those lines. And secondly, is that if you really care about somebody, if you really have compassion for somebody, if you really love someone, then you'll always be truthful with them. Now, how we give the truth needs to be seasoned in love. So it's acceptable to the other person. And I know that if I talk to somebody in the truth, I probably ought to have some kind of relationship with them first. If I just slam somebody, well, the Bible says blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm probably going to back them off out the door. I've actually talked to people before that have uh, been treated that way. And as a result, they just turn around and walk out. I remember a person uh, a while back uh, who happened to be a homosexual. And uh, he and I got in a conversation. And, you know, he told me, he said, I went to a certain denominational type church. He mentioned them. And he said, they told me I was a dirty, rotten sinner going to hell. And he said, I, I, I just don't believe that. And then he said, then I went to another church and he called them by name. And he said, they said, hey, come on in, man. We're just all about love. And so he was accepted into the homosexual community. He was rejected from the Bible-believing community. And that's just wrong for the church. I'm not putting anybody else down here. But I'll tell you what, church, we've got to rise up and touch people like this. You're going to have people, if you don't already, in your family that are along these lines. And so what do we do with them? We're going to love them to life. The fact of it is, is, is we build relationships and we have an opportunity to be able to share what the Bible says about this, then they're going to be more open to listen to it and realize that it is wrong to be a homosexual or a lesbian, behaviorally, okay? That's not who you are. That's what you do. And it's, it, it is a choice. And it may be a very difficult choice to make for some people, especially if they've been involved in that lifestyle for a while. So we need to love them through it. We need to expect, just like any other sinner, like I was when, <laughs> you know, I mean, just don't talk about my sins. I mean, they were a big listener, okay? But the truth of the matter is, once I got into Christianity and was born again, and Jesus became the Lord of my life, then what did I do? I started learning about what He really wanted for me. And even though I had been raised in church as a young person, I had no idea the Bible said a lot of the things it said. And it was a joyful adventure, and it remains 36, 37 years later, a joyful adventure. And I learned almost every day some new things that I just thought, wow, that's cool, you know? And that's what I want to see other people be able to enjoy too, freedom. Jesus said that whom the Son makes free is free indeed. So I'm not talking about some kind of a, uh, uh, an acceptance just because uh, you've done something or haven't done something or just because you've committed this sin or that sin or whatever. Sin is sin, period. Stealing a nickel is a sin, Okay. And, and God doesn't see different quantities of sin or qualities of sin. He sees sin, and He knows that we need to be made brand new inside, spiritually, to become the new creation He talked about in the Bible, to come to Jesus 
and to make Him our Lord. And when that happens, then we start reading His Word and then we get transformed with the renewing of our minds so we know what He wants done. Okay, church, here goes. We accept them because why? Because they were created in the image of God. And we love them. Why? Because we're supposed to love everybody. Period. Easy ones, difficult ones. The guy I was talking about that I met who was a homosexual, when I got to the point in a relationship where I could actually talk to him about that, and he actually asked me a question, I took him to a scriptural verse and showed it to him. He said, well, what does that mean? I said, you tell me, you read it. Let's talk about it. He read it and he said, I'm in trouble. And I said, okay, what do you want to do? And to make a long story short, he repented or turned away from his sin of homosexuality and actually moved from one city to another because uh, he had relationships that he knew that would hold him back. And um, as far as I know today, uh, he's walking with Jesus Christ. That's what I'd like to see for everybody, regardless of what the sin is, okay? Jesus died for all of us to pay the payment we could never pay, and that's the payment of our sins as a criminal before the Supreme Court of the universe, God the Father. Okay, um, let's, let's read a little bit here because I want to talk about, okay, I've said it, it's a sin. Why am I saying it is a sin? Well, the, when people say, let me say this too. People say, well, Jesus never said that homosexuality was wrong. Wrong. They need to read the Bible again. There's plenty of places that Paul discussed that and the epistles were written so that they would clarify or uh, put in more detail the things that were in the Gospels. But we read in Matthew 19, 3, some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Jesus said, haven't you read? He replied that at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not so separate. The issue here is at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female. Okay? And if we say anything or do anything differently than that, then we're opposing God and that is sin. Jesus took us back to creation. And here's a thought on creation and why it's so important. It has been said that God wrote two books. Now don't get nervous on me yet. Let me explain. He wrote two books. One of them is called the Bible. He put a book in our hand to be able to show us what to do, how to, we have correct behavior or incorrect behavior. But he's also written another book. And that book we could call creation. It's not with the letters, not with a pen, but it's what we see. We, the clouds, the skies, the trees, the valleys, the rivers, the oceans, the lakes, all the things that God has made speak of Him. And the Bible says this itself, but we need to realize that that tells me so much about God. How big He is. Look in a telescope and <laughs> you can reach out there uh, who you think is almost infinity looking at the stars. God made all of that. He made every bit of it. You can look at the stars at night. I used to lie on my back in the summertime 
in the front yard and look up and look at all the constellations and the different stars and think about how awesome they are. They're so far away and yet I can still see them. And God put those up there so that I could enjoy them. So the creation tells us a story about God just as much as the Bible tells us a story about God. And if creation is not interfered with, it will always do exactly what it's supposed to do. I, that is, if you have a, a maple tree uh, that has an acorn and it falls to the ground and goes into the ground, what's it going to bring out? A tree! A maple tree! It's not going to produce a lemon tree, an orange tree, or, uh, anything else tree. It's going to produce exactly after its own kind if it's not interfered with. Now, if a squirrel comes and eats it, yeah, we've got a different story there, Right? But that's the way God created it. And He created everything with a plan and with a purpose uh, to set up the things that creation would run correctly. Then, not at the creation, but after creation, sin entered the earth through one man, Adam, and all of sin because Adam brought it to us. And all have died because all have sinned. And, and that's a very true, correct, accurate, important verse in the Bible in Romans 5, that we find out that because of what Adam did, that all of the effects of sin have been transferred generationally through today. So he sinned, and when that happened, everything was affected. And that's when things came in that were now sinful. Before that, there was no sin. But he tried to exalt himself and put himself on equal basis with God. And that just won't work. Okay? So what we have is an understanding of creation and the Bible, two books about God. Jesus said at the beginning in creation, this is the way God made it. And anything that falls off of that or goes against that or doesn't agree with that, then that's sin. Back on the thing. How are we going to handle the LBGTQ community as a church of Jesus Christ? One that's walking in the historic uh, Christian beliefs that were true when Jesus walked the earth in the first and second century in the Reformation and today. And that is we love these people. You are welcome at Church of Tomorrow in Oklahoma City. You're welcome to come in and to check out what we're saying, to see if it agrees with the Bible, to see if that's a place for you. I don't care who you are and what you've done. We want to be able to love on you and share the truth with you and not to slap you in the face with it. God never did that with me. He convicted me. He brought my heart from the, the bad things, the things that I had done into recognizing what He's done. And you've never done too much that you can't come to God. Jesus Christ has got His arms open. We at this church have our arms open to accept you and to love you through the difficulties that you're going through and to love you through the things that have held you back from your full potential in God. You know, we have a privilege to be able to work together. We have a privilege of being able to work with people of all kinds 
And that's the reason that the gospel of Jesus Christ bringing redemption to mankind, it's a mystery that's been revealed now in the New Testament, and that is that the Jew and the Gentile would come together to the Lord and to be made one. And when the Jew and the Gentile come to the Lord, we are one with the Lord. That means we're one with each other. The partition has been torn down between God and us because of Jesus Christ and what He did. So today I want to tell you there's no petition in the walls around the true church of Jesus Christ. You're welcome. You're invited. If you're hungry or if you're just curious and seeking, then here's a place that you can come. And there are many other good churches in the Oklahoma City area as well as churches all over this country and the world that recognize the truth of the Bible and that are willing to work with you through your difficulties and situations to make sure that your potential in life is finished. Once again, Pastor Dan Boone here. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Let's talk about it next Saturday too, okay? We'll have a hot topic for you then. Uh, be sure and let us know now the number and the email that you can get a hold of us are on the screen. And we we'll look forward to seeing you. God bless you in Jesus' name. Bye-bye.